Welcome to the Bible Questions podcast brought to you by BibleQuestions.org and the Holly Street Church of Christ. This podcast is dedicated to answering your Bible questions from the Bible. My name is Jeff, and along with Brian, we are the hosts of this program. Welcome to this episode of the Bible Questions podcast. And today we're going to be discussing the subject of gossip. And Jeff, this is a word that most people, I would guess, are familiar with, but certainly is something that the Bible has quite a bit to say about because of its destructive capabilities and how many people, especially in this sort of hypercharged social media world that we're in today, uh, can participate in either, you know, kind of unknowingly or even maliciously. Uh, so something that we should certainly take a look at what the Bible has to say and teach us about. Well, agreed. And especially since there are some situations as we'll get into, as we get into the podcast, that we can so easily drift into it and may not even realize it until we're right in the middle of it. And it's like, oops, I said something to someone I shouldn't have, or we don't even realize it and it gets spread and we're the cause of it. So yeah, definitely a good relevant subject for us to talk about today. And maybe where we need to start off is just talk about, you know, gossip and nature definitions, et cetera. Because, you know, we certainly all like, you know, sharing interesting news, exciting news. Oh, did you hear about, you know, whatever. But the challenge is sometimes that mentality can lead us to share information about others that's not really appropriate. And I think we can probably in some ways draw a distinction to some degree between, you know, sharing, you know, interesting news you know, current events, whatever, and gossip. Now, from a definitional perspective, one dictionary gives it as idle talk, not always true about other people and their affairs, as a verb to repeat what one knows or the idle talk that one hears about other people and their affairs. Another dictionary says rumor or report of an intimate nature, a person who habitually reveals personal or sensational facts about others. And of course, this is something, you know, all of us can be guilty of at some point in two key ways, either gossiping about someone or listening to the gossip. And then sometimes even then, you know, repeating it afterwards. Some person, you know, wants to find gossip as empty, idle words about others accusations or insinuations which discredit, not build up, idle talk intended to turn one's opinion against that person or situation. And I think one of the key things we can kind of get from all these different definitions is the gossip sometimes can be true and still be gossip. Or sometimes it can be false. And now we're talking about not only gossip, but also slander. You know, from a biblical perspective, Brian, you know, over in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 20, we'll notice that it is in a context of some very closely related sins, uh, 2 Corinthians 12. For I'm afraid that when I come, I won't like what I find, and you won't like my response. I'm afraid that I will find, now let's watch it, quarreling, jealousy, anger, selfishness, slander, gossip, there's our word, arrogance and disorderly behavior. So even within a context of a lot of you know related things that can be uh, triggering gossip or be triggered by gossip. And certainly there's a lot of dangers 
in, in what we say. Dangers in our tongue. And of course, James points that out very pointedly. Chapter 3, in general, the context is like verses 1 through 12, but we'll just kind of hit a few verses in the middle, uh, starting with verse 2. For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, also able to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder. The will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member Yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. Now, Brian, one of the I think, challenges we'll see as we kind of get into our study today is depending on the translation that our listeners might have, there's several different words, English words, that carry this concept. For instance, Romans chapter 1, verses 28 through 30. It says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. They are whisperers, backbiters. And depending on your translation, you may have words like tailbearer, busybody, slanderer. So, Brian, I think probably what we should do next is kind of begin to look at least some of these words again to get uh, even deeper understanding. Yeah, let's take a look at that first one, tail bearer. And so somebody who's a gossiper uh, can also be, or maybe even turn into what we might call a tail bearer or what the Bible calls a tail bearer. And so when you look at the definition of this word tail bearer, we see in the Hebrew that it means a scandal monger as traveling about, slander, carry tales. That's how we kind of see, you know, the tail part of the tail bearer. And, you know, someone else wants to find it as a trafficker in scandalous reports about others. And in fact, uh, Jeff, over the years, there's been like TV shows, you know, where it's all about scandalous reports about others or, you know, newspapers for years had like the gossip section where, oh, people, as you pointed out uh, early on, they, they love to hear these little morsels and details about others. It just makes it so interesting. Well, uh, the Bible, going back to the old law, has condemned this because of how harmful it can be. And so, for instance, we see in Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 16, you shall not go about as a talebearer among your people. Psalm 15, verse 3, who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? goes on to say, those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends. Psalm 41, verses 5 and 6, but my enemies say nothing but evil about me. How soon will he die and be forgotten, they ask. They visit me as if they were my friends, but all the while they gather gossip, and when they leave, they spread it everywhere. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 13, a talebearer reveals secrets. But he who is of a faithful spirit conceals a matter. Very important principle there. Proverbs 17.4, wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. And then finally in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 28, it says, A perverse man sows strife, and a whisperer separates the best of friends. And so 
These are just a few passages that not only make it clear that God condemns talebearing and certainly gossip, but also how destructive it can be. I mean, it separates the best of friends. It causes enemies. And it's especially terrible when you have some who in your face will be kind and loving, but as soon as they're away from you, they start spreading all kinds of details about your life or slander you or whatever. Now, how about the person that's receiving the gossip? So, you know, no doubt when it comes to sharing these tales and, and spreading gossip, it's condemned. But there's also, you know, some principles that teach us that we have a responsibility as a receiver of these tales and this gossip. And so Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 22 talks about how the receiver of this information often enjoys it. Here it says, the words of a talebearer are like tasty trifles, and they go down into the inmost body. Proverbs 26, verse 20, where there is no wood, the fire goes out, and where there is no talebearer, strife ceases. So, you know, the same can apply if we refuse to listen to it. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 19, he who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with one who flatters with his lips. And of course, do not associate with someone who is a talebearer is what we can learn from that. And it's interesting when you look at, you know, different translations where it talks about not associating with somebody like this. Well, the English Standard Version says, do not associate with a simple babbler. The New American Standard, a gossip, someone with a, a big mouth is another translation. The NIV, a, national, a New International Version, someone who talks too much. And then the New Living Translation, the chatterer. So different terms that can be translated from the Hebrew into English words here, but they all kind of help us to understand that, you know, somebody like this talks too much, they have a big mouth, they gossip and so forth. And so, you know, Jeff, the Bible makes it pretty clear that tail bearing is not only condemned, but it's also very harmful. Exactly. And, and I appreciate, you know, you looking at, you know, different translations and such to kind of give us a sense of, you know, the meaning of the word and kind of the range of uh, behaviors, both people who do it and the people who listen. You know, there's another word that, that people may encounter, again, depending on their translation, and that's the word busybody. comes from the Greek, you know, overseeing others' affairs, a meddler, something who gets involved in other people's business. Uh, according to one dictionary, busy about trifles, neglectful of important matters, busy about other folks' affairs, those who enjoy learning all the juicy details, so to speak, in the lives of others. Of course, we see this in passages like 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 15, where it says, let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or as a busybody in other people's matters. First Thessalonians chapter 4, general context, uh, verses 9 through 12. But in the middle of that, it says, But concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves are taught by God to love one another, that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business. <laughs> I like that phraseology. Likewise, we see it uh, typified over in 1 Timothy chapter 5, uh, verses 11 through 13, where it talks about widows, those in need, uh, and the local church providing you know, financial support to those who you know, cannot support themselves, and drawing a distinction between older widows 
and younger widows, Paul writes, but refuse the younger widows. For when they have begun to grow wanton against Christ, they desire to marry, having condemnation, because they have cast off their first faith. And besides, they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house. And not only idle, but also gossips and busybodies, saying things which they ought not. And then finally, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 11. And again, coming back around to the sense of idleness, time on your hands, going around, house to house, visiting, chatting, and starting to say things, or hear things you should, and starting to relate, say things you shouldn't. Uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 11. For even when we were with you, we commanded you this, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. For we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. Now those who are such we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. And of course, if you dig into First and Second Thessalonians, you realize they fell into the trap of thinking that Jesus' return was just right around the corner. And the implication is, well, they pretty much you know, stopped working, you know, waiting for Jesus to return, you know, that day, that week, maybe that month. And of course, if they're not working, they've got time on their hands. And what happens next? They become busybodies, you know, moving from house to house, just like we saw in First Timothy chapter five. So being a busybody, being a meddler, poking your nose where it doesn't belong, etc., clearly condemned in scripture. And of course, not only poking your nose where it doesn't belong, but also taking what you've learned and spreading it to others. Yeah, and isn't it interesting in the passage that you read in First Peter chapter 4 that it lumps in busybodies with murderers, thieves, and evildoers? Right. Kind of gives you an idea of what God thinks about all of that. Well, and you know, that's, that, that's a good point because, you know, most people would be repulsed by someone who goes around killing people or goes around stealing things, et cetera, or, or, or spreading, you know, evil. But, you know, people who like to chat, people who like to, you know, share information, gossip, so that's, that's not a big deal. That's, that's certainly not a sin, or it's not a significant sin. But as you point out, yes, it is. You know, mind your own business, keep your mouth shut. And if someone confides in you, perhaps because they need, you know, your input or your insight in, into a situation. Still, keep your mouth shut, so to speak. Absolutely. So why don't we shift gears now and talk a little bit about the environment that we live in today. I think most people listening to this podcast around the world are familiar with the term social media. You know, you talk about Twitter and Facebook and all of these different platforms that really allow the rapid spread of information. And I think it's interesting, Jeff, how you know, we've kind of seen a cultural shift. And this goes back to even prior to social media. You know, I remember here in America, there used to be a show, I think it was called the Jerry Springer Show. And it was really all about sharing all these intimate details. And not only that, but people would come on the show and they'd be more than happy to tell you everything about their life. And, you know, it became pretty apparent when you saw these shows that it not only caused angst, but they were popular because people just love to hear all these details about others. And so it's kind of a cultural shift, I think, today where, you know, many people are more than willing to share the private details of their life, whether 
they're posting some picture of a meal they ate. And, you know, some of these things are fairly innocent or, Hey, you know, we went to the fair or whatever to much more intimate detail. And so I think the reason why this is important is because it can lead some to feel that it's okay to share others' private details. So, you know, if you are willing to tell all about your own life, well, then surely it would be okay for me to share those same details. The, the problem is that those things are mutually exclusive. I mean, you, you might choose to share information, but that doesn't mean that we have a license to share other details about you that maybe you don't want to share, or more importantly, other people that they themselves may not want to share. And, and quite frankly, that we shouldn't share just based on some of the principles that we just read about. Yeah, those are good points. And especially in view of the ease of doing it. I mean, you know, in previous generations, you know, you had to chat with your neighbor over the fence, <laughs> so to speak, or, you know, go from house to house or meet in the village square or at the gates of the city, etc. But, you know, here we are in the privacy of our homes and just a few clicks and we can be reading about all kinds of lurid details about, you know, celebrities, politicians, you name it, right? Yes. And it is so easy to hit that like button. <laughs> it is so easy to, you know, forward, to share, to whatever, a few clicks in an email, et cetera. And before you realize it, you're gossiping. You know, you're you're being you're being a meddler, you're being a busybody. You're you are bearing tales from a biblical terminology, even though you know the Bible doesn't speak in terms of Twitter, Facebook, you know, and, and those kinds of things. It's the same thing, just with a, a technological wrapper around it. And it is so easy. Yeah, and I, you mentioned easy, and I think that's a key point because I feel like. Because it's so easy to quickly share your thoughts and so forth or to retweet something or whatever, whenever we become emotional about something, makes it so very easy to quickly fire off something that we may let her regret. But once it's out there, it's out there. And so we see that this has led to maliciously sharing confidential info very quickly. Sometimes once again, if we were had to walk down the street and share it, we might be able to sort of gather our emotions before we ever did something like that. Whereas today, you could just fire off a quick tweet or Facebook post, and then it's out there. Right. And like some people have said, you know, once it's on the internet, it's there forever. Indeed. People can you know, search and use Google and, and whatever. And the other kind of thought that occurs to me is, you know, if you prior to social media were gossiping, Again, you'd have to go to the neighbor across the fence or you'd have to go to the village square, whatever. But again, with the social media, you know, one click and I can spread that thing all over the entire planet, right? To millions of people instantaneously, you know, without even, you know, a second thought. It's like, poof, you know, there it is for the entire world to see. And again, strong danger. You know, Brian, you know, social media is very similar in my mind to a phenomenon that we're hearing a lot about recently that I would call fake news. You know, people are, you know, using that term a lot. Or as you started to mention, you know, maliciously sharing what we might call confidential information. And, you know, certainly in our current polarized political environment, you know, fake news. Is, is definitely in the news, so to speak. I looked up the definition, and at least according to Wikipedia, it says, 
quote unquote, fake news is untrue information presented as news. It often has the aim of damaging the reputation of a person or entity or making money through advertising revenue. Once common in print, the prevalence of fake news has increased with the rise of social media. There we go, especially with Facebook. Now we may say, yep, exactly. You know, President Trump started that fake news thing, but hold on. I mean, if you, if you dig a little bit deeper, it goes back hundreds and thousands of years under various names, rumors, misinformation, propaganda. You know, in the late 1800s, it was called yellow journalism. Recently, you may have heard the term tabloid journalism. You know, Brian, it's kind of funny when you were talking earlier, I was thinking about, you know, at the supermarket, you know, you go to the checkout stand and you have these quote unquote tabloids that are right there. With uh, eye-catching headlines that try and draw you in, right? Exactly. Gossip papers, right? Spreading all kinds of juicy tidbits of things about people that, you know, are really none of their business. Now, as you pointed out, you know, it is so easy to share information. And we're not necessarily condemning the sharing of information, but you got to check the accuracy, first of all, because you don't want to spread lies. You don't want to spread rumors. And as we said, it's so easy to do that via uh, Facebook. Yeah. We also want to be careful that, you know, we stay away from, you know, various evil motives like you see with fake news. You know, why is it being published? Well, first of all, is it true or not? But secondly, you know, why is it being published? You know, are we talking about slanderous kinds of things, political motivations, envy, jealousy, etc. So we had to be very careful about, you know, repeating what we hear, passing it along, you know, under the canopy of fake news, under the canopy of gossip, under the canopy of social media, etc. Brian, you mentioned earlier about, you know, sharing confidential information. Certainly, if we learn something private about a person, you know, confidential information, but we've also seen uh, in modern day, the sharing of information that is truly quote unquote confidential. And I'm thinking now more in terms of like, you know, government secrets, uh, et cetera, you know, leaking classified information when it's to their particular advantage or for financial gain or to embarrass political opponents or damage national security, et cetera. And, you know, people may be enticed to share even this kind of information, even though it's illegal, and expose this for you know self-serving motives. And although even within that context, you know, we've heard like you know, WikiLeaks, et cetera, and people sharing information they shouldn't share. Uh, now, admittedly, there may be the exception where this information is revealing activities that are criminal. These activities, you know, shouldn't be going on. We do have a concept of called whistleblowers that may leak such information. But we got to be very careful, even in those areas, you know, whether we're dealing with you know, national secrets or even like family secrets or the secrets of a friend who's confided in us. Again, as we mentioned earlier, they may be doing that because they, they need our help. They need our uh, understanding, our insight or whatever. But if we turn around and take that information and start, quote unquote, yapping about it to others, well, now we're, we're wrong as well. So we got to be very careful about, you know, sharing what we might call confidential uh, information. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing out the point that this is really something that goes back hundreds and thousands of years. And even though 
as we talked about, because of technology, we can spread these things or, or we can share information much quicker. Uh, the whole concept of maliciously slandering somebody or, you know, bringing up something with the intent of causing people to doubt their reputation and their qualifications and all of these things, uh, even though it, we see it in different mediums, uh, it has existed. And certainly we have uh, plenty of examples in the scriptures where misinformation and lies and so forth were basically done on purpose to achieve some end. Right. So, you know, there are some questions that we should ask ourselves before we share information. And I have just a few. Jeff, you might have some others. But what, one is, you know, what is our motive for sharing this information? I think that's something I always want to ask myself. Why am I sharing it? Is it simply because, you know, it's a juicy detail? It just sounds interesting. And as you touched on early on, Jeff, you know, sometimes we want to be the first to say, did you hear, you know, this fact that nobody's probably heard before. We just always like to do that. Well, so is it for that reason or are we trying to get someone to think less about the person that we are speaking about? In other words, is there that malicious intent or, you know, are we trying to look better than that person? And, you know, are we saying like, well, I would never do those things. And so, you know, in essence, I'm better than that person. Uh, so what is our motive for sharing this information? Uh, second question I think is worth asking, and that is, is this something that we should be sharing? So in other words, as we've kind of discussed, will it cast somebody in a negative light? Or how about, did I get permission to share this info? You know, hey, Bob Smith, he was arrested for drunk driving. So should I just run out and make sure everybody's aware of that? Well, once again, you should ask yourself, well, what's my motive for sharing that? Is it something I should share? Now, Bob might need to repent of that and should if he's been arrested for drunk driving. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it's my job to make sure everybody knows that that occurred in his life. And so once again, do you have permission or will it cast them in a negative light? And then, you know, as we read in, in some passages that, you know, gossip will separate the best of friends. And so we want to ask ourselves, if I share this detail, and if it's certainly, if it's about a friend, is this going to cause some tension between us? Proverbs 17, 9, he who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. I think most of us would agree and understand that if you're sharing confidential information about anyone, but especially about a friend, they're not going to appreciate that. They're not going to say, hey, thanks for sharing that private detail. I really appreciate that. No, <laughs> it's not going to go well. It's exactly. Well, and I appreciate you phrasing questions that we should consider before we share. There's some other considerations or questions that we need to think about before we receive that shared information. You know, and, and that, you know, some of the immediate tip-offs, you know, for instance, you know, don't tell anybody, but. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Or, or do you know what I heard? Or you won't believe what Mary or Bob did. And it's just like, Okay, time out <laughs> right there, right? Red flag right there. Big red flag. And so the kinds of questions you have to ask yourself right off the bat is, you know, is it appropriate for me to even hear this information? And, you know, we're talking about, you know, having to make a value judgment often in just a few moments, you know, a few seconds to potentially say, okay, hold on a second here. Stop the person. Maybe ask a clarification question or two, but just say, nope, nope, we're not going to go there. That sounds like gossip. Not appropriate for you to, you know, share that kind of information. 
you know, one of the things I think might be interesting is if you turn around and ask the spreader of the information, have you talked to the person that you're spreading the information about? And more often than not, probably they haven't. And then you can use that as an opportunity to encourage them to go back to, you know, if you have a concern about what that person did, then you need to go back to the person. You know, don't tell me, go back to them, right? And it might even, you know, if the person persists in, you know, telling you, you just might have to walk away. I mean, you certainly would not want to give them a platform. You would not want to give them a an itching ear <laughs> for them to, uh, you know, speak into, so to speak. You would not want to encourage their, you know, sinful behavior. The other thing I'll just throw out there for consideration is if someone's willing to share with you a juicy tidbit about someone else, most likely they'll share some kind of personal information they glean from you with others. So just be very careful, you know, when you get into those situations. Yeah. And this is, you know, that last part is so difficult. I can think of times in my life, Jeff, where somebody told me something at the time, I didn't really process it as, should I be hearing this? And is it gossip? But after the fact, I reflect on it and I think, you know what, they're sharing something I shouldn't have heard. And I wish I had the courage to speak up. Mm-hmm. And so, so sometimes that's tough. The whole walking away part sometimes can be difficult, but that doesn't mean we don't have a responsibility, right? Exactly. So one of the key principles that we see in the Bible is that we will be judged for what we say. And it's something that's very serious that we want to make sure we understand. So over in Matthew chapter 12, Jesus said, beginning in verse 36, but I say to you that every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. He goes on to say in verse 37, for by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. And so we have to understand that God will hold us accountable. And, you know, this, it's kind of interesting, Jeff, you think about, you know, just sort of the fairness principle, you know, what's fair, what's appropriate. I, you know, God created us in his image. We have a conscience. I think most of us would understand that we have a responsibility for what we say. And it's interesting how most would agree that we shouldn't use foul language. And, you know, certainly when we're angry, we shouldn't sort of fly off the handle, those kinds of things. But yet when it comes to gossip, when it comes to being a talebearer, sometimes people don't make the connection and in their own mind, well, I'm just kind of sharing something that's interesting. I don't mean any harm by it. Well, if harm is happening or if you're causing harm by what you say, uh, realize you're going to be held accountable for that. And, and so don't have this innocent attitude where because it wasn't my intent to harm that it's okay. No. Bible makes it clear here, you will give an account for everything that you say. Yeah, that's a good point. And while you were talking, I was thinking, you know, people that you know may not necessarily intend to harm, but it is so easy to fall into complaining. And I think we haven't used that word before, complaining about someone. <laughs> right. Oh, they did this. Oh, they did that. Oh, I've been mistreated. Whatever. Don't you think so? Right? And trying to gain sympathy or allies or etc. And that's real easy for us to fall into when we've been hurt by someone or disappointed by someone or having feelings of envy or jealousy toward someone. So a lot of different dimensions we need to keep in mind. And often I'd say we need to keep our mouths shut. And sometimes we need to keep our ears shut as well. Most definitely. And in fact, we have visitors to our website, biblequestions.org, who have submitted questions 
And before we get into those, Jeff, I, I wanted to bring up one other thing, and that is I know you know, sometimes we talk about as parents, what are our responsibilities to our children? Well, we know that we have a responsibility to teach them, to raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And, you know, at a very young age, kids love secrets. You know, they, they love to tell secrets. They love to hear secrets. But so just want to encourage those of you who are parents and you know, really even grandparents to make sure you start early and teach your children what's appropriate to share and what is not. Because I think in my own life, my children, they could be innocently guilty. In other words, they don't understand some of these principles that we're talking about because they're young and they'll say, hey, you know, Bobby told me his mom or his dad or blah, 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 you know, and they just blurt this out. Once again, innocently done, but we need to make sure we take the opportunity to help them understand at a young age what's appropriate to share, what is not, because if we don't, Jeff, then it can turn into full-blown gossip by the time they get older, and now it's sort of ingrained in their life. Exactly. Good points. So the first question that we'll take a look at comes from Aaron. And Aaron asks, Proverbs 10.18 says not to spread false witness. Recently, I signed up for a credit card. My landlord saw the mail and said that if I don't cancel it, he will tell everyone on social media that I got a credit card. He is one of those people who likes to bully others for fun. Uh, biblically, although he isn't spreading lies or slander, I feel his harassment is wrong. Any Bible verses that support that? Yeah. Well, that was an interesting question because, you know, at least in our you know modern American culture, you know, everyone gets credit cards. It's like no big deal. So it makes you wonder if there's more to the story. So one of the things I, I responded to this person is, at least given the country or culture where they live, is a credit card something that's bad or somehow implies something you know evil or, or sinister? You know, certainly not in our country, but okay, maybe in theirs. And then the other thing I mentioned is acknowledge what the person said, that he is correct. This is not a case of being a false witness or a liar or a slander. You know, this, he is saying something which is truthful, but he's doing it out of some sense of control or bullying, et cetera. And of course, we've got all the different kinds of verses we've talked today about, you know, regarding gossip, right? Saying things you shouldn't be and social media, you know, certainly part of that. But the other thing that we haven't mentioned so far today that I'll throw in for our audience to consider, Matthew chapter seven, verse 12, that we often call the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And certainly when we take that and now apply it to receiving confidential information, sharing confidential information, etc., that certainly is an area that, that's prime for applying, again, what we call the golden rule. Doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yeah, very, very important principle. And you're right, that was sort of strange in that why does this guy think that sharing this information about him getting a credit card would, you know, why, why would he do that? Yeah, so it makes you wonder. There has to be a little bit more to that story. Yep. So we've got a, another question submitted to the website by Glenda. And it's a little interesting or a little bit detailed. She writes, what makes some Christian men get so angry when something is posted by accident on the internet. Shouldn't they realize people just want to find out if they're real Christians 24-7? So if they are real Christians 24-7, 
why do they get so angry when they know something was posted by another on accident? Why should they post in return unchristian-like photos and words of spite, especially if this other person has always shown respect to them in addressing them? Interesting, Brian. Yeah, definitely interesting. And it does show you that sometimes our knee-jerk reaction is retribution or striking back or whatever. And so this is another one where, you know, without knowing all the details of the situation that Glenda described, it's kind of difficult to answer some of the questions, but there are some biblical principles that can help. And so, you know, she mentioned that there was something posted by accident. So it almost sounds like she did that. However, you know, if what was posted caused harm, then her or whoever posted it should ask for forgiveness. And, uh, you know, he should be willing to forgive as we see in Luke chapter 17 and verse three. So I guess that's the first thought there. And that is, you could say, well, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. Just, you know, I didn't mean to do that, but there should be an, I'm sorry. In other words, take accountability, delete it if you can, you know, try to, or maybe put a clarification below it if it cannot be removed. And as we talked about, you know, we live in an age where posting items about others on social media can lead to resentment, especially if it casts someone in a negative light. And so, you know, once again, sometimes we might post something, it's not our intention to do any harm, but it may still not be appropriate to post it in the first place. So, you know, kind of like we were talking about asking questions about, you know, should I share this verbally with somebody? Well, that certainly applies to something like this. Should I be posting something about someone? So, you know, in essence, it's gossip, which, as we've seen, is certainly condemned. And, you know, World Book Encyclopedia has a definition of gossip that is idle talk, not always true about other people and their affairs. And so, once again, be sensitive to what you're posting and whether or not it's appropriate to do so. And, and then there's another definition that talks about accusations and or insinuations which discredit, not build up. Or another one, you know, idle talk intended to turn one's opinion against that person or situation. So sometimes, once again, we just need to be careful that we're not doing something or posting something to discredit, which, you know, of course, would not be building up. But, you know, it's it, with the intent of turning somebody's opinion against that person. Or maybe it's just to simply make us look better than them, as we talked about earlier. So a couple other passages to consider. One is Proverbs eleven thirteen: a tale bearer reveals secrets, but he who is of a faithful spirit conceals a matter. We talked about Proverbs seventeen nine. You know how you know those who repeat a, a matter for uh, can separate friends. We also looked at Matthew twelve, where it talks about you know every idle word that we speak will give an account in the judgment. And then as far as her question, you know, why do they get so very angry when they know something? was posted by another by accident. Well, you know, someone could be a faithful Christian and still get upset if something was posted about them that they did not feel was appropriate. So as I mentioned you know, earlier, if it was explained to them that it was an accident and the person who did this asked for forgiveness, then they should be willing to forgive. And they certainly shouldn't strike back or, or get revenge by posting something sensitive about that other person. That, of course, would be immature. And then for her final question, you know, why would they post in return unchristian-like photos and words of spite, especially if this other person had always shown them respect. Well, the man who became uh, angry is the only one that can really answer that, right? Once again, it may have just been sort of childish, as we, we might call it. But of course, the scriptures teach us that we should not seek revenge. And so we see passages like Romans 12, 19, 
Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay. And so, you know, I would encourage her or anyone who had the conflict like this, you know, just speak to the person. And once again, if, if they feel that you've sinned against them, you, you need to repent of that sin. You need to tell them that you're sorry. And then Matthew 18, 15 says, you know, if your brother sins against you and you tell him his fault between you and him alone, if he hears you, you have gained your brother. So we are to be peacemakers and we are to try to resolve where we have done something, whether it was intentional or not, we should still follow that biblical principle of, of asking for forgiveness. You know, while you were talking, I was thinking back to, I think, a verse that we mentioned already previously in the podcast, Proverbs 16, verses 28, where it talks about a whisper separates. New, uh, King James Version says, chief friends, uh, New King James, best of friends, uh, NIV, close friends. Yeah, and in this particular situation, you know, you're really only one rumor or gossip or tidbit or Facebook post away from, like James says, starting a horrendous fire and potentially damaging relationships beyond recovery and separating very, very close friends, you know, triggered by something you really shouldn't have said and all the kinds of, you know, strife and, and for, and, and yes, there can be forgiveness, but there can also be, as you alluded to, ongoing consequences, you know, hurt feelings, damaged relationships, person's reputation, community, you, you name it. Uh, and as we said before, you know, once it's out there, especially in social media, you know, there's no drawing it back. Yes, you can repent, but sometimes the, the ripple effects will continue outward, unfortunately. And the damage has been done. Yes, exactly. Well, exactly. And, and the damage has been done. Well, we have one final question, Jeff, for you uh, that was submitted uh, anonymously. And the person asked, I work with a woman who is a gossip and I usually ignore her. When I do talk to her, it's about work. I don't trust her because she has said things about me that are not true at all. What can I do? And it's a good question. And again, it goes back to, you know, damaging, uh, well, revealing, first of all, of one's character and then damaging that relationship, and even to the point, as this person says, I don't trust her. I just don't trust her. And, you know, maybe that is entirely legitimate. Her reputation precedes her, as we say sometimes, right? Well, exactly. Um, and even as this person has mentioned, keeping your conversation strictly about, in this particular case, you know, work situation, staying away from her. Otherwise, you know, certainly not share any sort of confidential information with her. I'm reminded of Proverbs chapter 20, verse 19. It says, a gossip betrays a confidence, so avoid a man who talks too much. That's the uh, New International Version. And as we said before, you know, Proverbs 26, 20, without wood, a fire goes out. Without gossip, a quarrel dies down. And of course, you know, from the uh, receiver of the gossip's perspective, you, know, you certainly don't want to do anything that will feed the fire. And as we've mentioned before, you know, have you potentially challenged or confronted or rebuked the person? I mean, at least to some degree in a, in a nice way, you know, trying to get them to see the error of their ways, not necessarily to smack them upside the head, so to speak. And sometimes that when the gossip is confronted, they will cease and desist. At the very least, they will redirect their sinful activity to other people because, you know, you won't have it because you tend to expose them and you, you, know, you tend to embarrass them. So they'll seek someone else, but at least, you know, you've done your part. 
Yeah, very good thoughts. And we have some additional material that our listeners can look at and, and find on our website under the topics menu. If you go to G, you'll find some articles and questions we've answered about gossip and also G for the golden rule, T for tongue. And so we certainly encourage our listeners to please consider how important it is to realize that gossip being a tailbearer or even being a busybody and other people's matters is inappropriate and certainly want us to be sensitive to how we treat other people. Uh, Jeff, any final thoughts before we wrap today's episode? The only thing I just might mention uh, again by repetition is it's something that, that all of us can so easily, so easily get into, whether it's talking about our spouse or a coworker or a family member or a fellow brother in Christ, that we need to just be very careful how we use our tongue. And sometimes we just need to keep our mouth shut. Good advice. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Bible Questions podcast. We invite you to visit our website at biblequestions.org, where you can find over a thousand scripture-filled articles on a wide variety of Bible topics, along with about two dozen free Bible study lessons and other Bible study aids. Plus, you can submit a Bible question to us to get a personal response within a couple of days. Check it all out at biblequestions.org.